Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to what is definitely the first take of the Smackdown preview. <laughs> I'm Michael Hamlet from What Culture and I'm joined by Phil Chambers from What Culture to discuss everything that might happen on tonight's episode of Smackdown. And thank God we didn't get that far into the last hey. recording, Phil. Um, but if you're a fan of this sort of thing, not this, not us talking about housekeeping and technical things that almost went very, very wrong, but of general <laughs> wrestling conversation, uh, get this and all of our podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get them from, where there's discussions of Smackdown. I can't do the intro now because it's... No. Reviews and previews of SmackDown. You can bring it back. You can do it. I believe in you. NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Collision. We also have pay-per-views, premium live events. We have wrestler interviews, roundtables, and our roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Although, obviously, we've not got one this week. Or have we, Phil? I know this is what he plays normally at the end of Wrestle Culture, but I'm going to pretend it's a theme because I haven't done one of them parodies that he writes basically where he changed the lyrics. Look, I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping first before we get started proper on SmackDown. Um, firstly, I want to thank everybody that's joined us this week and last week as, you know, we've kind of talked about the schedule going a little bit higgledy-piggledy, yep. there being a bunch of like legends like yourself jumping in as guest hosts. It's all in a bit all out of the shop. And it's going to continue to be that way for the next few weeks. The, uh, the system doesn't work here in the UK. Um, life is particularly difficult when you have children, not least when you want to welcome a new one into the world. We've tried to warn him. we tried idiots. to warn him. Stupid people having your stupid children. I know. I, I, I won't hear any argument from me, but... But we, uh, we did do our best to work through the entire summer, day by literally day by day, to make sure there was coverage. And there's a tiny bit of shortfall. It's next week. There will be no review of the SmackDown we're covering. There'll be no review of Collision. We may, but may not, be able to sneak something in on the Tuesday. But normal service will be resumed on Wednesday. Both myself and Sidgwick will be back in the studio to talk about NXT Heatwave, to preview Dynamite, and indeed, do the run-up to the big one, to All In. And then when we get to All In... Train strikes notwithstanding, solidarity with the striking workers. But when we get to All In, uh, of course, all the coverage will be coming then. Oh, hang on, sorry, your music stopped. I'll oh. just uh, bring it back. There you go. Yeah, I like oh. the jaunty bed. I like how like it's sort of it's like sort of feeding somebody a turd but smearing it in sugar. <laughs> like giving them some bad news. But, bad news, but it's jolly. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yes, um, the coverage will resume as normal, properly normal, next Wednesday, and then obviously that'll be right the right time for all the great all-in stuff before and after all that good stuff. Um, and yes, just one final thank you again for sticking with us the last couple of weeks and the weeks to come. Um, but yes, no reviews on Monday. Please don't panic. It's happened. This has gone wrong. I haven't knocked the plug out. I haven't broke Will Bond's buttons or anything like that. This time. This time, <laughs> it's just uh, holidays and overlaps and children and everything else and all that sort life. of good stuff. Life. Oh, life. Oh, life. So we did give them some. There you go. We'll be giving them quizzes like on the hoof <laughs> at the end of it. I Google one. If you're set with the challenge of a quiz, Phil, you knock it so far yeah, out the port, part. And I'm not Wilborn. Wilborn goes weeks trying to pick the ball up where <laughs> it's been lost, you hit it that far. So, yes, bit of uh, podcast housekeeping there. But, yes, thank you very much, obviously, for this week and indeed for listening today. And we can't even start SmackDown. I'll fade it out. Oh, really? oh yeah, down, fading down, it out. Down, down, I was going to see if I could do the bit where Wilborn hits the. Nope, it's finished. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll start the SmackDown preview proper in a second, but I first want to give a shout out uh, to Michael Lavely the uh, Third at Mike WWE the Third. Thank you very much, Michael, for getting in touch with me today on Twitter. Um, I hope you're a WWE fan 
as well as an AEW one or a podcast fan in general. Otherwise, you won't have heard this on the Collision Pod because I forgot. <laughs> but we're doing it on the SmackDown one instead because, as usual, SmackDown props up the rest of the goddamn industry. Yeah, SmackDown. Um, Michael <laughs> the Third got in touch to say, Hi, Michael. I turned a big old 2 5 today. It's his 25th birthday, Phil. Old bastard. Best present of all time, <laughs> other than Phil calling me an old bastard, would be a shout out on the pod. Love you guys. Thank you for making every day go by quicker with all the content. Happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday. Um, it must be nice to be 25. And you remember have, that far back? It's been like three whole months since I was 25. <laughs> you wish. Imagine the, uh, imagine the days going by quicker and that being a good thing. That's the real gift. Of, that's revealing that you are 25, isn't it? Now another day races by and think, oh Christ, I'll never get that one. I'll never get that one back. And it feels like the days left have turned into a minority. Have a, stay 25 forever, Michael. Have a yeah, wonderful, fantastic 25th. Definitely recommend that. What were you doing, Phil, at 25? Oh my God, what was I doing at 25? I will have been working in a school as an IT technician right. and filming... Um, like adverts for like solicitors and garden centers and stuff like that on the side. I bet they were really good though. I bet, if I, quite good. I bet if I they saw your garden centre advert, I'd think you'd want to go to I that. Garden get into gardening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Botany Bay. Oh, I've been, I love Botany Bay. <laughs> there you go. It's like that random, like there's like all sorts of novelty shops. Yeah, and like, we used to you make did the videos, videos of Botany, Botany Bay. Bay, baby. Oh, Botany Bay is good. <laughs> I, I went to Botany, but I've got some family that live in that part of the world. Yeah, and they spoke of Botany Bay in these like hollowed, like, like, <laughs> yeah, like hollowed ground. Like yeah, destination garden centre. Never heard of Botany Bay. And I was like, well, of course not. I'm not from here. <laughs> but in their mind, it was like the world knows of Botany. Well, it does <laughs> yeah. now. Like we're broad, world famous Botany Bay. We're putting over a shout out to Botany Bay. If anybody listening to this podcast has either been to Botany Bay or works there or has any experience, yeah. like, I'm a fan of yours because <laughs> I had just a wonderful day at Botany Bay. There you go. I feel like I'm doing the stink for I feel like this advert was better than any other videos <laughs> I ever filmed for them. <laughs> I was, I was, when I was 25, uh, yeah, happy birthday, Michael. Enjoy your 25th. I was, I got married when I was 25, which now sounds quite young, although I knew a lot yeah, of kind of other friends getting married around this. It was a very like wedding centric era at the time. Um, I'm not going to name names, but like I've since been to some of the second weddings of those people that got married at 25. <laughs> so I guess on that front as well, at least I'm kind of getting away with it still. But my, I was working in an office at the time and was working for a small company um, here in the Northeast. It wasn't a bad job. It's a bad owner, but it wasn't a bad job. I would never burn a bridge, but yeah. and I'm not going to name him, but I would never want to work for this man again ever in my life. <laughs> but the office was so small that he had, like, there was only a couple of us working on his little admin team, um, and the two desks were in, like, the corner of the building, and to give you an idea of how small the room was, well, for a start, smaller than the studio was sat in, Phil. Yeah. But, like, the desks were in the corner, and you couldn't wheel your chair out without bumping into your of desk, course. mate. So to be able to be sat in a room... Twice the size of that, talking, <laughs> talking about, about wrestling, wrestling with you <laughs> is uh, it's quite the remarkable thing. Which is to say, Michael, I don't know what you're doing on your 25th, but it could be very different by the time you're 38. Yep. So enjoy bad, it while it lasts. Well, this is it. If it's bad, or if it's bad, don't it, worry. Things can get better. There's wild stuff around the corner. Yeah, if it's good, Jesus Christ, cling onto it until your fingernails turn bloody because, <laughs> mate, it goes so fast. Yeah. It goes so fast. And uh, Cling onto the good stuff, but don't worry. Don't fret the bad stuff. We've nailed it, haven't we? There you go. That's, that's the whole message. Have Life a wonderful advice. birthday. And if you didn't want existential crisis on your birthday, well, you shouldn't have come to this podcast, Michael. You should know that by now. Um, so yeah, you shouldn't Phil, have brought up age on this podcast. We have tried as long as we can to right. uh, delay talking about a SmackDown with only two things advertised. But maybe, maybe that is my force of habit from when me and Wilborn sit down on a Friday and have so little from WWE.com to work with. Yeah. Because the one big thing, there's two things advertised, and we'll get okay. to the second one in a bit, but the one big thing advertised for tonight's SmackDown, it's kind of massive. It's kind of huge. Um, Edge is fighting Sheamus. They, if we took this match just on its own terms, they built it last week with Edge explaining to everybody how Sheamus was the guy that got him back in the ring. Yeah. The guy that made him realize that he could go again, albeit through falling off a bike. Yeah. But nonetheless, like a guy that was kind of integral to that emotional 2020 comeback. So they kind of made... Friends a, who've been friends for ages, but have actually never wrestled somehow. Amazing. When, as soon as they said that, I was like, wait. We're all racing no, the cage. No match, way. We? What? That, that cannot be right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly that. They've created a legacy feud in seven days. <laughs> yeah. And then Edge has sort of doubled down on all of this by confirming to people, and, you know, we can discuss the legitimacy of all yeah. of this, I suppose, but as, with confirming to everybody that this is indeed his last current contracted WWE match. It's yeah. not a retirement, it's not a farewell, but it is a, it is a last that contracts can be re-signed, contracts can be renegotiated. He yeah. could sign a brand new one on Saturday morning after working on Friday night. This was originally going to be billed as um, a 25-year celebration of Edge, but they seem to have pivoted a little bit towards this 
like last match. last match fight with his friend or that kind of thing. Yeah. What are your um, general thoughts on Edge's current status with WWE, his potential future status elsewhere, and maybe how you think before we get to the match, like how you think the Edge contract situation is going to pan out? So it's weird, is this whole situation, mm. like the Edge return and comeback, everything that's built to this has been really strange because, like, you mentioned last year when they were in Canada that the next time they were in Canada, like, could be the last time they were in Canada. Like, yeah, he, he threw that out. He's had his eye on this. Ago. So he yeah. knew that that was when the contract was running up. But then, like, so did WWE. Mm-hmm. And so I assume that they were at least hopeful, if not expecting, Edge to re-sign. And that's why they didn't do any longer built-up storyline leading yeah. into, like, oh, last match ever, like, retirement match, or, like, some kind of big, like, celebration last match mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then maybe last week they realized, oh, God, this this could actually be it. Yeah. And let's do something really, really quickly and build for <laughs> this. Uh, because, yeah, and that's where the Seamus stuff came from. And so, like, I don't know if it's just Edge not realizing or not knowing what he wants to do in the future. Like, his direct quote from it that he's come out and said is, is literally that I don't know. Like, yeah. this is the end of the contract, but I have no idea what will come next. Like, mm-hmm. the older he gets, like, he's 49, he's almost 50. And, like, the older he gets, the harder this is on his body, yeah. the more time it takes him to recover. And it's he just says, like, it's just hard. Happy, tw- <laughs> happy 25th. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, which you can 100% see. So whether it is just he takes three months off, six months off, like recuperates a bit, and then sort of he starts to get that itch again, and he comes back and he does more of a limited deal. than WrestleMania season. Yeah, yep. like a, a match, two matches a year, something like that. Mm-hmm. Which Because when he first came back, like his timing for this comeback has been really unfortunate for yes. him. Like he came come back, Royal Rumble, right before the pandemic. Yeah, Biggest pop reaction you like you could possibly imagine yeah. amazing moment um coming back as a complete surprise which is a complete shock in this kind of era mm-hmm. when every secret gets out there it's like ruled it out in yeah. late 2019 exactly. it's yeah. like not true still not happening Whatever. Yeah. yeah uh so he got that and then pandemic hit and like the majority of his contracted period in wwe was under the old thunderdome yeah. and things so it's been really unfortunate but then at the same time in this run like you, ex- what you would, would expect from an Edge comeback would be, all right, let's get all the dream, dream matches, all the matches I've been, all the people I've been sat at home looking at, or Edge has been sat at home looking at, going, oh, I'd love to face him, I'd love yeah, to face yeah. him, oh, I'd love to do a program with this guy. Let's do all of those. But then instead, he like fell into the really long, elongated feud with Randy Orton, and then. Do you, uh, do you know what I think? Like about Edge's return, if you were to write Edge's return down, yeah and not see any of it and say, like, say it's December 2019 and we're at the Christmas party. Yeah. And I've said, Phil, I've presented this to you. It's a, <laughs> a three-year treatment of Edge's return in WWE. Edge's back at the Rumble. What do you do? Right, yeah. So he's, And you're going, what? He comes back at the Rumble? And I'm like, yeah. And then guess what? Like, rated RKO explode at WrestleMania. Like, they're going to have this match at WrestleMania. And you're like, Hamlet, he's not going to work with new people. I was like, don't worry, Phil. We've got a three-year contract, mate. If, by the way, it's going to end in Toronto, yeah. I'm going to make him fight Sheamus, and they've never wrestled before, and we're going to do a big build to that, because it, I don't, like, I'm on the inside track, yeah. and him and Sheamus were on bikes the other week, and he fell off, and that's why he's coming <laughs> back. And you're like, Hamlet, you've got a lot of, like, very detailed information. I was like, you're not even ready for this, Phil. And then I tell you that he's going to work a WrestleMania match against AJ Styles. Yeah. He's going to be at the launch of a brand new stable that gets over four huge new stars in kind of the spirit of the brood. Oh, and by the way, he's going to do a brood entrance at one of his shows. He's going to work a Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins. Um, He's going to win a Royal Rumble going from number one to the end and be the first guy since Chris Benoit did it so they can actually talk about a second wrestler (laughs) that did that. Uh, and go to WrestleMania to compete for the WWE title, not just against Roman Reigns, but in a three-way with Daniel Bryan. If I lay all that out to you, Jesus Christ, like, strap me down. Yeah. Like, I cannot quite believe that this is going to happen. It's not really felt like all of those things I've just said, has it? No, not at all. And it's, I don't know whether it's, it's like, you've got, like, a three-year run in here, you've come back, like, the fans are obviously incredibly excited to see you. Gotcha. Um, and, but then... The Randy Orton thing didn't help because it just seemed to drag on mm-hmm. for quite a long time. And then obviously the pandemic. The mini match was anything. a disaster in pandemic circumstances, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. But then the Judgment Day stuff, like you take your possibly last three years ever in the business, mm-hmm. which he must have known going in that like he's getting on a bit. This might be it. Yeah. And then you decide to go into a completely, which is bold of him, mm-hmm. to, like let's create an entirely new character. Let's like create this new uh, group, let's try and get some younger guys over. Cut your hair, wear a suit. Yeah, 
get a big do chair. Do your big grip promos, mm-hmm. light yourself in purple. The mountain Some of omnipotence. Suits. Yeah. It's bold, mm-hmm. but it's not really what the fans wanted no. ever. And I think it goes to show that when he left that group, people were more excited about yeah. it. <laughs> because it's like, oh, maybe we'll get Edge back. <laughs> they, yeah, they kind of... So they obviously, you know, it goes without saying with the Judgment Day, just how much they were able to burst into life really when he left. Yeah. But he also provided them with himself as the first big baby face to destroy. Yeah. So it was a sort of a double L for Edge. It was like, <laughs> get out of this group and we can make it good. But also we really need to beat it out of you for <laughs> months to, to help get us over. Yeah. So, oh, right, I guess, yeah, guess that's me then. Like the, uh, It was just like the my big sort of Edge memory going into that um, Brian and Roman feud yeah. was how, and this didn't really materialise at WrestleMania because as we sort of experienced at Clash at the Castle, fans want to watch him. So if you recall, he sort of turned quasi-heel in that run-up against Roman yeah. because Daniel Bryan was there yeah. and he'd gone a bit mad, Edge. And he, if you remember, he said, I'm going to go to each show and I'm going to decide which belt I want to fight for. Yeah. So you've got Edge all week and all the numbers are rubbish. <laughs> and it's like nobody tuned in to watch Edge. Nobody turned to NXT to watch Edge. The Raw numbers didn't go up. The SmackDown numbers went down, I think. And it was just, oh, so is Edge not the guy? And then all of a sudden, you kind of feel like you're watching a Yes Movement too. Yeah. Like they've inserted Brian in a three-way. He's back in a WrestleMania main event. Are they nervous that there's going to be nobody to cheer in this match? And then the night comes around, and Edge is a bigger baby face than Brian. And it's yeah. just, oh, that isn't what we built. And it doesn't matter because Roman's stacking them up anyway. Yeah. So Edge goes away again. And when they bring him back for that, Roman singles match, they're like, well, he can be the face. And my mem- my the, the one edge takeaway, that's two, because Clash at the Castle was nice. Yeah. And I, I, I remember fondly looking over at Adam Nicholas having his best edge night, and yeah. that, was, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. But my big edge takeaway from this entire run was the pop he got when SmackDown had fans in for the first time. Ear splitting. Yeah. Like an absolute hairs standing up. Like there was goosebumps on goosebumps on goosebumps for Edge coming out and getting that pop. Yeah. Because he'd never had one since the Rumble. Yeah. And he did deserve one. Yeah. And it was nice, wasn't it? And WWE at that point, especially, remember Vince? Where the hell are you been? Nothing's nice. Yeah. And that was just nice. So it's not been without its moments. No, no, God, no. But But like that's the that's the edge people wanted for the three years. They wanted to love him because he had been away for so long and it was a bit of a miracle that he'd come back and everyone had written it off. They wanted to love him. Mm They didn't really want the grit stuff. No grit. No. Like, even, like, like if you wanted to go heel, just do a year of rated R superstar or something. Like maybe not exactly that, but some like a greatest hits. We wanted an edge greatest hits. Yeah. For, for the comeback, but against brand new people that you'd never been able to face before. Like that's personally what I wanted at least. Yeah. Not a serious guy that swallowed addiction. Yeah, right? and he uh. got a little bit too into elongated feuds, like three month, four month long mm. feuds that didn't really need to be that long. The AJ Styles match was a turkey at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there should have been so many more moments. Not that there weren't any moments, but there should have been a lot more yeah. to it. I'd, oddly, right, it's ending on a high. Like, I don't want to yeah, be yeah. sort of down in the dumps. I mean, the Seamus thing is... We're going to talk about the Seamus thing. Yeah. The Austin Theory match on Raw earlier this year. Yeah. It's probably the best singles match Austin Theory's ever had. Yeah. And what was so great about that wasn't just how entertaining it was on the night, but that you could kind of see, like, the cogs turning in edge as a the general that he used to be. Yeah. Like, where that... Well, that wasn't really there against Orton and Styles, and it was there in flashes against Seth Rollins. Yeah, this was like, like not. I've never taken a bump in my life, mm-hmm. but I felt like I was watching Edge going, like, I'm going to show you how to do this, kid. Yeah, like there was a real sense of like, I'm going to take you by the hand, and I'm going to make these people care about us in theory. And John Cena didn't do it. Yeah, so like that was an, well, yeah. after that WrestleMania match. I think that was a further feather in Edge's cap when you watched that back and thought, Jesus, like Austin Theory felt like a somebody here. Like, nice one, Edge. You've yeah. definitely still got that in you to just work, like, weave your magic a little bit. Yeah. And you have to think that's coming in the Sheamus match. You wouldn't imagine so. But, like, that's what it, it could have been. Like, we could have had Edge versus Gunther or something. Like, we could have oh had... Oh, my God, yeah. Like... We still can. Chad Gable, I guess. Like, just, like, any... Just, like, throw out any random names that Edge has never yeah. faced in WWE. They were all there. They were all ready. Mm. You could have done something. Even if it was just a month build to a pay-per-view match, a month build to a different person at a pay-per-view match. It didn't need to be all these long things. It could have just been him. Saying, or you kid, I see something in you. Like, let's do something. Mm. Well, are you talking like that then? So, do you think this is it? Do you, do you think he's AW bound? I think bound? he's going to go like, for a while. I don't think he's AW bound. You don't? No. Okay. I think uh, I think he's too ingrained in the sort of WWE. And maybe, I don't know, maybe Christian going over there. Like, so he's 49. Yeah. It's weird. It's not unheard of, but it's weird for a 49 year old, um, like, company lifer yeah. to pick up a new name. Yeah. 
that's like typically you need to be at a certain point in your career to be able to like Christian was so he's at least a big enough star that he could just do Adam Copeland and everyone yeah. would be like oh it's Edge <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. it's not like he'd be like who the hell is that and it wouldn't take too long, I suppose, before. It's it names in wrestling. It's always one of them things. Even when they're weird, you're like, yeah. after three weeks, you're like, all right, Shorty J is then. Yeah, yeah. You've just somehow gotten used to it. Yeah. Or you could just do a Sexton Hardcastle, let's face it. I think it's quite it fun. It would be very funny. Like, the Christian Cage thing, like, the fact that he's there and, like, whether I want it or not, we'd probably get some sort of Hardys nonsense. Yeah. Like, it, there is a mini program. It, like, Edge edge to AW for three years, I don't see. No. Edge as a bit of a project, I I think I could. Yeah. I think I could see like him fancying just a look around. Like yeah. eh, six months in AW could be fun. Like this thing with Christian could be fun. And then as you say, it's hard to imagine him just being out with the system forever. Yeah, it could just be a proving something to himself. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the whole point of this comeback was kind of proving something to himself. Yeah. And he's never done anything outside of WWE. He is like very much yeah. WWE lifer in terms of he came in as a jobber like, yep. and then like went into the Edge character and he has been there for a bloody a long well, time. All the time he was out, he was only ever Edge, wasn't he? Exactly. He yeah. went in the Hall of Fame like a, a year after he retired. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, and that plus like all the d- different talent in AEW that he 100% like keeps up with. He's a big mm-hmm. wrestling fan, like self-proclaimed, like he definitely watches everything. So there'll be people there that you'd be like, I'd kind of love to face that guy. Yeah. And you could do all that in like a year running AEW or something. But then you've got the draw of the WWE Legends deal mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a cushy gig. Yep. And the ability to say, oh, what if I just did one more match at this thing? And then wait a year and go, oh, what if I just did one more match? Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, yes, please, Edge, come on in, have some money. There's always a WrestleMania kicking yeah. around that like eventually that kind of like lures you back or a big Canadian show or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a tough one to call. I mean, mm. I don't know. I see, I see him going out for a little bit. Well, to like veer into fantasy booking for tonight, mm-hmm. is it possible? Um, and I don't even know what I think of this as a long-term call, but just maybe as a like a big moment tonight, is it possible that we have been sold the depth of the friendship between Seamus and Edge so Seamus can turn and, in a very, very nasty and grisly way, put Edge out, and then it's either um, Edge... Well... It was his last match, so I'll never have to... My uppance will never come. Yeah. Because this was Edge's last match, and you were stupid enough to be weak enough to tell us all that. You were even stupider to think you could lean on our friendship and patronise me last week. Yeah. Like, I'm frigging Seamus. Like, you're not seeing what I was doing with Gunther just last year. Yeah. I'm sorry your body is weak, but mine certainly isn't. You he know, still like did the little bit at the end of the, like, pulling him in from the handshake. Yeah. Hearing, I hope you haven't made a big mistake. Yeah. Like, I love this Seamus Babyface character, and yeah. I think they would be mad not to have him end Gunther's Intercontinental title reign. I think that's the match. I think Seamus getting his last belt that he wants is the moment, all that yeah. sort of stuff. But it's here tonight if you want it, isn't it? Yeah, like, this is the In time. Toronto, super heat. The Brawling Brutes have got now on at the moment, so they could turn with him. Yeah. Like, if you want it to go heavy, heavy, heavy heat and basically restart Seamus as, like, kind of SmackDown's new killer for yeah. a bit, it's all there for you. I could see Seamus wanting to do it as well because he's said recently that he feels like they've missed the boat on his babyface run. Yeah. So, like, even he's like, uh, well, it was there for the taking, mm-hmm. like a top babyface run. Maybe we've lost that yeah. now, and maybe it is. If you like, if you turn heel now, while it's still got as much of the babyface mm-hmm. in him, it makes the impact much like more devastating, I guess, as, as turning heel, yeah. especially after the like emotional stories that they said uh, last week. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna do it, I'd probably go now, and maybe he sees that as a okay. Well, let's do this, and then maybe we can get back up that card again. Let's put Edge's neck in a chair or something yeah. like that and stomp him right the way out. Of the yeah, I, I, Seamus, was, I, I love Seamus, and I think this one has been absolutely fantastic. Quite nice is, to us all for us all to cheer him and yeah, enjoy him, isn't it? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And like, yeah, get his flowers a little bit because mm. he's been another one that's been there for bloody ages now. Yeah. And he's a guy, he's a utility guy that WWE can call on at any moment mm-hmm. and say, all right, you, we need you for the main event. And he will smash it because <laughs> yeah. he, he's great. Yeah. Uh, and especially like he's, everything is clicking for him now. He's just, he feels so natural in mm-hmm. everything, his promos, his matches. He's so confident in his own abilities. And yeah, he's just incredible. Like we watched, we did a retro ups and downs, which is on the YouTube channel now. Nice. Plug. Uh, I can't remember what the event was, but it was back when Seamus was the WWE champion. Okay. And he did a promo on it. And it, I think it was like 2010? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and he almost looked like a 
deer in the headlights mm-hmm. in terms of his promo. And I was like, holy cow, like, like looking back on it now, oops, smash the mic. <laughs> uh, this was him with the World Heavyweight Championship, yeah. technically at the top of the card. And his promos were like, uh, I'm Seamus, I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. And it's, oh, it was not good. No. And like, he was like, oh, yeah, maybe they pushed him a little bit too quickly in terms of the promo ability, not in terms of the match quality. No. He was still great. Uh, but like the night and day of that Seamus versus who he is now, like he's just the confidence is through the roof. He's incredible. It does. It takes a long time for wrestlers to, and so it should as well. It's a strange industry. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be like the kind of like the total package, it takes uh, like a long time to put all of the pieces together. Yeah, yeah. Like plenty of wrestlers don't need all the whole thing. You can have loads of this and a bit of this and some of that, and then that's enough. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Yeah. And like, if ultimately, if that kind of all combines to make for enough star quality, you will get over and you will succeed. And I think, like, Seamus feels like the moment, like, he has... It's that, like, um, that energy meter thing on, like, a creator wrestler. Like, all the meters are as high as they've ever been all yeah. at the same time yeah. without needing to compromise one or the other. Like, when he works with the Brawling Brutes, he feels like an established veteran. Yeah. And yet, with Edge last week, he felt like a guy in his prime that needed to put the old guy out. Yeah. So it's, like, to be able to pivot effortlessly between those two, I think it's interesting that... It all. I think it's interesting that, like, Drew McIntyre seems to be like kicking off a heel turn here on Raw with Riddle yeah. because those two united in any sense as heels. Like even just like, you know what Triple H is like with the stables these days as mm-hmm. like Drew doesn't have to be a brawling brute as such, but as allies, yeah. bad men, like that would, I think, work quite well. Dangerous people, they would, yeah. they would get that over. the ass-kicking nature yeah. of both of them. <laughs> yeah, they've like survived fights with and against each other. The bond is there and it's instant. And yeah. I don't know, like, maybe I'm really that's... looking forward to this match, though, because, like I say, like... Hard to call, isn't it? It doesn't make sense that Edge and Seamus haven't wrestled before. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make any logical sense whatsoever. Just one of those bizarre things where they must have just been on different brands at different times. Do you... I'm saying hard to call, and obviously, you know, I, I think physical chemistry is going to be natural because clearly they've done so much stuff together without cameras on them. So yeah. you would imagine there's things that they've imagined in the head and what will work and what won't, and they'll yeah. get to just lay it all out tonight. Um... Is it as simple as Edge will kind of insist on putting Seamus over? I think so, yeah. You do? You think Seamus wins tonight? Yeah, I think especially so because last time Edge went out wasn't of his own choosing, obviously, with Mm -hmm. the injury. He was champion. He just beat um, Del Rio. Yes. Um, And then he went out on top, like, without putting the guy over kind Mm. of thing. And I feel like Edge is is that old-school mentality of, of putting guys over. Like, he's never been afraid to put guys over. No. 
And I, I think especially so if he knows either it's going to be his last match for a while or his last match ever, like unless he's going to be literally back next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I Which I don't, don't think he is. Yeah, I yeah. don't see Edge winning. I think he, he will know that there's much more usefulness in mm-hmm. Sheamus getting the win than he than him. Yeah, I think I'm with you on a Sheamus win as well. Um, from Edge, we go to one of Edge's most famous tag team partners, mm-hmm. who is, yet again, a champion in WWE, Rey Mysterio. Um, defeated Austin Theory uh, in relatively short order for the United States title last week, but it was mainly part of a what I thought was an absolutely tremendous angle with Santos Escobar. It's been something they've been teasing out since just before WrestleMania when Santos turned babyface and kind of openly acknowledged Rey Mysterio as a father figure. And if anything, like empowered him to say, look, I know things aren't great with your actual son, but just know the influence <laughs> you have on people. And yeah. that kind of indirectly led to the formation of the LWO, which has been a bit of a runaway success for WWE in truth. Yeah. Santos has had a good year. Rey Mysterio has been able to, you know, rebound from the emotional heft of working with Dominic <laughs> to kind of enjoying life again with yeah. the LWO. And it feels like Santos and Zelina and the, and the guys have kind of given him this new lease on life a little bit. And he even did that... Um, had that speech last week. I can't remember if it was on SmackDown or when he was working on NXT. It was on NXT when he said, you know, things aren't right with Dominic now, but in my heart, I've got to believe that it'll come round again. So they kind of, they've made it as real as like, I know initially it was, I will never fight you, Dominic. And then it was like, I fought him once. I'll fight you every week in tag matches, Dominic. <laughs> but they tried to make it as real as possible. Yeah. This idea that his son is currently just wayward, but he'll come back round again. So in Santos, he's got a son who's just giving him everything he needs. And then they have this, Wonderful competitive match that has to be stopped because Ray is injured. And it wasn't what Santos wanted. But then Santos gets injured and Ray jumps right in. And Santos Escobar was in a position where he couldn't say no yeah. last week. But we saw the little teases of that, like the little bit of heartbreak, the little bit of resentment, jealousy, I imagine. Um, I said to Wilborn on the SmackDown review the detail, by the way, of Santos being forced into the Bret Hart position while Rey Mysterio is Hulk Hogan just goes and takes the match <laughs> happening in Calgary on Hulk Hogan's <laughs> birthday was either the most unbelievable happenstance or just some fantastic details booking from yeah. WWE to steal that infamous and infuriating finish yeah. but for Rey Mysterio and Santa Escobar I thought it was tremendous nobody cares on theory's lost <laughs> like, no. to be fair <laughs> like in this defeat like he's actually contributed something because like this story is way more captivating and just back to the drawing board with him please yeah and the last person that you want to be around when all of this new drama is in the ether is Grayson Waller <laughs> he's going to be a guy that is going to stir this up he's going to surely raise a lot of questions with Rey Mysterio oh you were more than happy to uh, get his title shot won't you cobra I'll try and do the wheel bomb bit and offend, offend <laughs> yeah, all of our yeah. Australian listeners. Um, you just set uh, a three-year young prodigy's career on the Barbie, didn't yeah, you, did. right? Um, I won't do any more. Like, uh, maybe I'll do a couple more. I thought you were good <laughs> neighbours, and good neighbours become good friends, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's going to needle Ray, isn't he, about this tonight, and Ray's yeah. going to be, no, it's not like that, it's not like that. Is, two questions, two jokes, two questions, is Santos going to join Ray here? to sort of defend his side of thing when Grayson Waller mixes in. And will Ray... So will Ray offer Santos a title match? And I ask you that because if you're Ray Mysterio, the last thing you want to be doing is getting physical with people that have kind of seen you as a father figure. Yeah. It's kind of a justifiable reason that isn't cowardice yeah. why Ray would say no, isn't Especially it? Especially with the track record there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, Santos, I, I can't, mate. Like... I've, I've fought once, I'm kind of emotionally exhausted fighting sons. <laughs> I cannot do this again. And then that like gets in Santos. So do yeah. you see that going that way? Or are they going to try and like cling on to them as a team for as long as possible while this builds and builds and builds and builds and then Santos explodes? I don't know, rumble seat? Uh, what, like, how do you see this like short and long term going for Ray? I genuinely don't know with this one because mm. it could... Like, it's right there, and it kind of has to at some point. Like, they've been building this LWO thing for ages. Yeah. But it's been, like, so far, it's been great for Santos. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's it, it's much more interesting than anything they could have done, like, with the original call-up yeah. in the group kind of thing. Um, so you've got that, and do you want to ride that train? Like, but then how far can you just be kind of dragged along mm-hmm. by being with Rey Mysterio <laughs> like you can he can still go off and have great matches Phil man if there's one thing Triple H loves it's having stables this then having infighting they've WWE have seen the money they in stable infighting and it's happening it. everywhere now uh, so it's it's how long can you drag it on with before the payoff but you've also got like the 
very possibility of going back to Dominic, mm-hmm. North American champion versus United States champion. Oh my god! Yep, and doing something there, and whether it's Dominic going, God, you had to like one up me with the title. Oh god, that's so brilliant, Phil. And then like <laughs> only a minute with that, either like title versus title kind of match or something. Yeah, like that's how you get back to them. And that's how you get back to them, yeah. and that's how like Dominic wins and gets like, gets one over on his dad. Yeah. And but all Ray's like, why can't you be like Santos? This guy's more of a son <laughs> to me than you now. And then Santos turns on him and it's like, oh God, it's happened again. <laughs> and joins forces with Dominic. It's like, God, <laughs> everyone's against me. Yeah, but <laughs> so, Dominic getting in his head a little bit. Yeah. And like, you uh, you picked a deadbeat dad for a father figure there, Santos. Just something to think about. Exactly, See you later. Yeah. Like just a little devil on his shoulder and then disappears and off. There's plenty more, yeah. but you can't, like, you kind of need Ray to have the title in order to do the Dominic stuff. Yeah. Like, because it's an excuse. It's a reason for Dominic to go back to it. He's left, he's left Ray. He's done with Ray. Yeah. And Ray's done with him. But now he's got this thing that is a little bit better than the thing that he's got. That's really great. I like. I love that. It. See, it's a shame, right? Because you're right. Like you, That's the match to do. It's got to be while they're both champions. Yeah. But then if Dominic wins and takes that belt away, you're then sort of taking Santos' element of it exactly, away. Exactly, yeah. It, uh, WWE have never done this, but I suppose they could book a match and it not have a finish. Well, that's never come up. <laughs> that's never happened. They would never do I that. I mean, you're so. talking crazy talk now. Yeah. So... But no, I love the title for title thing. That's really great yeah. and believable and sticky and messy. And it suddenly becomes all like, oh, Ray's like, oh, bloody hell. Like, this is, <laughs> I just wanted to help my friend. And you've almost got an I built in excuse for it in Survivor Series coming up, Brand Warfare. Yeah. I just uh, the over the judgment there everywhere, aren't they? Exactly, so, yeah. Rio and Dom, like, like Dominic recently had that thing where he headlined all three TV shows <laughs> in, in the week, week, didn't yeah. he? Um, no, I do like that. So for the Great Smaller Effect tonight, is it just, it's sea planting rather than any I kind of major actions? More, more than anything big happening, yeah. yeah. I think it'll be a few weeks at least. If they're going to pull the trigger on Santos, it's mm-hmm. not, I don't think it's going to be this quickly. I think they'll seed it a little bit more. Yeah, okay. Um, speaking of seeding, Hello. Uh, Roman Reigns is currently jizzing all over the island of relevancy with his <laughs> dick out because he's not advertised for SmackDown tonight, nor is he advertised for payback for the show's, any premium live events between then and Survivor Series, I believe. Although often there's a Saudi Arabia show, so that could change. Um, but currently, anyway, no pay-per-views, minimum until Survivor Series. Yeah. And I guess with that, we can assume he's going to take one of his trademark like long absences from television. Mm-hmm. And that would maybe be the time. Um, significant developments in the bloodline last week, if you can still call it the bloodline. Roman brings out Jimmy to say, nice one, want me to buy you a car, want me to buy you a jet, and then we'll call it quits and you can get back in line. And Jimmy, I didn't do it for you. Uh, I did it because I didn't want Jay to turn into you. But anyway, I could have told him. Yeah. could have said, hey, you know, if you win, don't turn into him. And Jay could have gone, all right, thanks, brother. Right, yeah, I won't. Yeah, probably yeah actually, I hate that. You're right. Yeah, yeah I could, not to. could have had that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I've watched two years of tape, and I can see how I can see how you would get to that. So <laughs> thanks. I'm glad we've had this chat, and now you don't need to kick me in the face to make a point. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what was pretty cool about last week, because I did hate that explanation, but what I thought was pretty cool was Jay being a baby face with actual chops, conviction, and thought. Like, this was... I did not see that coming. Like, WWE does not treat its baby... It should do. Should have been doing this for 20 years. (laughs) But it does not treat its baby faces with anywhere near enough respect. So when Jay hoofed his own brother in the face and said, I'm away, amazing. Yeah. Like, he hasn't got his revenge for being screwed of the title. But But he is standing up for himself. He's been the bigger man because he's walked away. Yeah. Like, he's kind of said... I really wanted that belt, but now I haven't got it. I'm not going to just bend over and take this. Yeah. I'm done. I'm gone. I'm not going to get another kick in the arse. Yeah. So, I'm going to be gaslit by another one of my family. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, right? So in the sort of aftermath of that, with Jay gone and Roman Reigns nowhere to be found in general, what do you foresee now for Jimmy Uso on SmackDown? Uh, solo. solo on SmackDown, I guess. And if and when we get the Jay Uso return? Yeah. So I think they need to keep Jey Uso out for mm. a while. Uh, unless, well, it's going to end up being a summer punk thing where he waves goodbye and then comes back in like two weeks. <laughs> oh, it cannot be, can it? It cannot just be like a week and a half later. We were <laughs> talking about that in the preview. It needs like, to be a while. Remember how you felt when punk turned up at like Comic-Con? Yeah. And he's like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. uh, I want him to do this for months. It was like five days later. <laughs> yeah, he's on Raw. He back on Raw. So like you need, you need to keep him out for a bit, but then you also need to build to a reason of why he would come back. Mm. And it's surely got to be Roman or Solo, probably, more likely doing something to Jimmy. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, he's still my brother. Like, yeah. we had a falling out. He was a bit of a prick. Mm-hmm. He did this thing to me. But, like, you're still 
you're still doing the same old stuff that you did to me. And like, I'm not having you treat another one of my family the way you treat, treated me. Yeah. Deal. And because like, they've obviously got the gripe against Jimmy now because he mm-hmm. didn't like apologize. So like, he didn't join forces with Roman. That wasn't why he did it at SummerSlam. That's a point. He did it for his own reasons. Yeah. So do we have Jimmy now? Let's say, I would like, just to sort of delve into how I would like use Jimmy here. Yeah. Do we just have Jimmy sort of say, well, like I've ended up kind of chasing off my brother, but I want nothing to do with Roman. I'm all alone. And this hasn't happened to me before, so I'm going to try and make a go of this. Do you try and now reposition Jimmy as a heel or a babyface? I think you've got to... Tr- I think there's a little bit of a grey area that you can play with. Like, I mm-hmm. don't often like it when WWE plays with grey areas because a lot of the time it means you just end up with nothing yeah. <laughs> to actually grab uh, hold of. But I think you can... Like, you've got enough there in the turn in the back on Roman and the bloodline to be able to build a babyface run and, like, a reset of... Everything has gone wrong for me. I've screwed up with my own brother, yep. who I've been with like since we got here. Like, let's if he's gone, it's not like he reconciled with Solo either, is it? No, no, mm. like not at all. Like, let's go and do a thing where he tries to get like respect, I guess, back on the Usos' name and keep the Usos' name alive mm. for his brother who has left, kind of thing. And that can be his like babyface, like return to babyface from being the one who screwed over Jay. Yeah, because the more he wrestles and the more he like tries to still get the Uso name out there and like keep it in people's mouths keep it respect on the name like the more you'd be like oh yeah he's, he's like still keeping his brother's memory alive kind of thing not yeah dead, yeah, you know yeah I, mean. I got that yeah <laughs> and then like if he builds up a while through doing like singles matches and getting some wins and stuff and then it's Roman and Solo that come back and screw him over for something I quite like that I don't... like you could all you, like it's gonna when does Gunther beat the uh really title? soon I'm um, I it's think he did soon, I th- isn't it I think it gets past payback, I want to say. Yeah. And then that'll be maybe a week or two after that. Well, within, we're within 30 days of it now. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could do something where Jimmy builds up to an IC title match. And yeah. he, like, has a match against Gunther at a pay-per-view. And, it, like, Solo comes and screws him over. Mm-hmm. And then that's your excuse to bring Jimmy back, like, the next night, the next yeah. week or something like that. Definitively now yeah. with a wrong like, he guy. Has, he's reset himself. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to reprove himself, mm-hmm. and he's got a goal in mind, and that mind is eventually like a title. Yeah, and it can't be obviously Roman's title. I, I don't but hate a stepping it, you know. stone title. It would be a test of exactly. We were talking about this before SummerSlam. My big gripe with SummerSlam before it even happened and the match kind of stunk. Yeah, wasn't that it was happening because I definitely think like obviously I don't even think Roman should be champion now when hasn't yeah. been since Mania. <laughs> but even if they were fighting for the Tribal Chief title, yeah, that's a lot, and I buy yeah. that right. The problem I had was that nobody bought, because of the belt, the belt became such a problem yeah. because nobody bought that Jey Uso could beat Roman Reigns. Yeah. You can lay a pin on him in a tag match, after, and that was exciting. Yeah. But when the title's still there, because of this bloody thing slapped over Roman's shoulder, he can't beat him. He, it's not going to be Jey Uso, right? Yeah. And they never really convinced you on television. But what we don't know yet is how much this whole thing, this three years, this bloodline being such a numbers group has rubbed off on Jay and Jimmy as stars. Yeah. Like the old Hulk dust, the Austin dust. You put this big star with these people, and then with any luck, they come away more over than they were before. Yeah, just because they're seen in the same picture as them. Not because yeah. they've beaten them, but because they're... We're there, there now. We're there yeah. now with the Their Usos. names are up next to each other at the top of the card. Yeah, they were there next to them for long enough. They've had their big moments with Roman. Like, I am genuinely curious to see how as singles wrestlers, even if it's just a short-term thing, and as you say, it's more about them, they've got to forgive and somehow forget and get past this. Yeah. Like, this has been a scar of the Bloodlines war, I guess. Like, I'm interested to see, as singles concerns, just how far you can go with them. Yeah. Jey Uso feels like, I think, um, and this is going to denigrate Seth Rollins, but I still think that belt's a toy, like a world title contender. Yeah. If such a convenience as a draft came along to lure him back. Yeah. Like, you do a bit where Triple H has been like, don't leave. I've got an idea. Yeah. You need a fresh yeah. start, and it happens on Raw or something. That I'm interested in that. Like, has he got it? Has Jey Uso got it away from the bloodline, away from the trappings of family to just... And that'd be an interesting story in itself. Yeah. Because it? it would be like, it's oh, God, now it is the first time ever, really, mm-hmm. on your own. And Can you do it? Yeah, and in the meantime, you're getting like a diet version of that with Jimmy, aren't you? Yeah. Like, we know that all these things linger in the background, but let's take a look at it for six weeks, and let's just let's live with this idea of Jimmy as a, I'm just, oh, shucks, I'm out there just trying my best. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I don't not want to see what that looks like. Yeah. Um, 
But I guess, yeah, I guess we might. They've not promoted anything tonight. It's it's a good bit of admin on WWE's part to probably like do one last big bloodline segment last week, knowing they had the edge stuff. Yeah, you're not gonna. Um, yeah, you've got an easy main event picture that it's not going to feel missing. It's a video package tonight, isn't it? Yeah. I would imagine. But, like, I think the J stuff is interesting. I wonder, like, I kind of almost don't want them to acknowledge. Like, you know, if they could do, like, one of them WWE edited video packages where Jay <laughs> almost doesn't feature. <laughs> and it's like we're presented as if, like, they're trying to erase him from the, the conversation. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they might even say, like, and Jimmy and Solo and their brother like, on commentary or something. Let's see how much they play with that Jay having good. left. I would like that. Um Again, nothing else on WWE.com, but one other thing I thought it was worth discussing, because we haven't really had your thoughts on it yet. Post-SummerSlam, Io Sky is the, um, I always forget if it's World or WWE on SmackDown, the Women's Champion on yeah. SmackDown. Um, and then last week, in a bit of a wet fart of a follow-through, truthfully, um, Damage Katarl came out and just disrupted a match uh, between, I think it was Charlotte and Asuka. Just yeah. came beating both up. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I forget about that. Really, like, I don't want to say this, but like a very like Vince McMahonian type thing. Here's yeah. your big TV match that I'm just going to ruin. And you're supposed to, you're not supposed to boo me, the person that booked this. You're supposed to be the heel. The bloody heels. If only they didn't come down, we'd have got our match. Wrestling's not real, Vince. Yeah. Is this, is this it? Like, Eos guy's the champion. There's like a slate of amazing matches. The division's in the bin, and surely it should be on these people to, like, be given the opportunity to lift it out. Yeah. Like, it wasn't exactly, it was a bit of an, like, an auspicious start, wasn't it, to the Sky Run? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know where you go with it. Like, the damage control <laughs> run, like, remember when they came out, like, SummerSlam last year? I was SummerSlam last year? It's me and you, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was like, oh, God, this is great. Yeah. Like, this is new, this is interesting. Like, straight away, it was like, they've got something here. Yeah. And then they had... They didn't. No. <laughs> and they've kind of like, they're faking it now. Yeah. To try and make it seem like it's been one great smooth year. And yeah. like, fine. Uh, yeah. I'll buy it, I guess. They've got the belt. Yeah. It's, yeah. For me, we need to move away from it as mm-hmm. quickly as we can. I like, agree. Asuka versus Eos Guy is a amazing, like, property, I think. Yeah. Like, an opportunity. I think that's just going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever it happens, wherever it happens, however it happens. But Bailey versus Eos Guy has got to be a thing that happens at some point, and yep. it probably needs to happen sooner rather than later. They were messing around with uh, Shotzi just before SummerSlam. Yeah, that has not yet been picked back up. Yeah, so that's kicking around. Uh, Eo yeah. and Charlotte, I think, is a really interesting dynamic. If I think there's a lot. Charlotte's there. got stuff left in her yeah. for it. I, don't, I never know with Charlotte anymore, but like, but I don't know how what you do with the Eo character. Mm. Like the matches are all that you can just in front of anything and be like oh yeah that'll be cool that'll be cool that'll be cool yeah but how do you get the character ready for those mm-hmm. kind of matches because she doesn't like she is champion but no offense to her right now the way she's packaged it doesn't feel like she's a champion no. and i think part of that is being in damage control <laughs> uh and not just having, yeah, not just being out there on her own, proving why she should be a champion. Yeah. Oh, no, well, as soon as she gets a chance to do that, she will prove why she should be a champion. It's the weirdest thing. Like, when she had the briefcase, it was, and the same with Damien Priest, they, you were like, again, you want to kind of just say, well, are we going to just have to, like, patronizingly pat Triple H in the head for this? Because we know the years of Vince McMahon booking these people into the ground because they've got yeah. the case. And that wasn't happening with, the, with, with Sky nor Priest. They were positioned as threats, as they should be. Yeah. They weren't just losing every single week. I think Sky did lose maybe on the go home at SummerSlam, but like it's she wasn't beating like a drum on the yeah. way. And then she gets this case and she sorry, she cashes in, she gets the belt. The last thing you want to do is make that same mistake now she's got the belt. You can't marginalize somebody just yeah. because they're a champion because we've seen a hundred million times over that if anything, it just damages both. It damages yeah. the wrestler and the title. And what's Triple H has said it a billion times, like it's not their title that makes the man, it's the man that makes the title yeah. or whatever. He cannot now not follow that philosophy as a booker. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I like I just, the division's not great. No, women's wrestling is pretty horrid state. You know, insane given the talent that we're talking about. <laughs> well, this is it. Like Bianca Belair has yet to really respond to being the one that was cashing on the injured party, the biggest kind of victim of the whole deal at SummerSlam. Yeah, I'd be keen to see if this is more fuel to a fire of her getting a bit um, angrier. A bit of the NXT edge back yeah, to her. Yeah, like an, an, a bit of an arrogance, maybe. Yeah. I'm the, how is this? I'm the best. Yeah. How is this happening? I am You're the best. You've not seen me at WrestleMania. I'm incredible. Yeah, <laughs> like I wouldn't mind that as a bit of a, rather than like an all shucks, happy to be here type yeah. role. So. And I think it's the right time. And yeah. I, I, and it now can be informed in what she's done. Like yeah. she has proven herself to be the best mm-hmm. over the time in her uh, main roster career. 
Like, it, if you're going to do it, now it works. It makes sense. And he's a plotter, isn't he, Triple H? He's not yeah. always the most captivating, creative mind, but he does plot. Yeah. So if he's beaten her there and had her lose by nefarious means there, it does often mean it's because down the road that's going to factor into a decision a character makes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I, I just these women's division conversations are always like peppered with optimism, rooted in nothing. Yeah. So I don't know if well, it's, it's not rooted in nothing. It's rooted in how talented all these women are. Yeah. Like they are genuinely incredible, and it, like they prove it anytime they get a chance to just go out there and wrestle. Yeah. It's always great. But, but where the are the bills, creative juices? The storylines, oh, everything yeah. else that goes on in between that really, really needs some work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was going to say, I was going to use a segue there to say like, and if you think this podcast really needs some work, but I actually <laughs> don't want to welcome those comments because I've been doing Wilborn's job all week and I know that already. So don't slag off this podcast. Slag off uh, the booking of women in North America in go. the replies to this tweet to this podcast, you if go. you wish, or say nice things, whatever. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, if, uh, if uh, Phil, if you want people to uh, say nasty things about you or North American women's wrestling, where can they find you on X? At M. Sidgwick. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Phil My Chambers. That was so great. I'm so used to hearing that when Wilborn does that. I was like, yep, that, that yeah, checks out. Um, I'm at Michael Hamflip. Uh, we're all at What Culture WWE. Just to reiterate the start of the message, there will be no uh, review to the SmackDown, unfortunately, on Monday, nor Collision. Ups and Downs will be on there, so you'll get Simon Miller's thoughts. Yeah, but please keep it tuned to the feed because you'll get all the stuff from Miller. He's better anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll throw some other stuff on the feed if we can. Normal service as much as it can be for right now, will be resumed on Wednesday. Myself and Sidgwick will be here with the NXT Heat Wave review, as well as a preview for Dynamite, which of course will be the all-in gum Dynamite and a collision taping, I believe, that night as well. Mm. I might just spoil the result because it's not like we get to watch it over here before the show it's itself. two locker rooms coming together, right? Oh, my God. Oh, I can no. see what, so we're oh, back, no. back just in time. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you for uh, everything this week, for sticking with us and indeed for the rest of the year. The wacky summer. Um, it's and until crazy. It's up down like the channel videos uh, and have a nice weekend whatever you're doing thanks for spending some of it with us uh, and until the next time we will see you soon wrestling wrestling it's like wrestle culture but not see what we've done there we've top and tailed it even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.